All right. Hello. Welcome into the Killer Frogs Bullpen, our uh, website's baseball podcast, where we'll be discussing mainly TCU, but also all things at conference as well. I'm joined by Carson Worsell. My name hey, is JD everybody. Andrus. And Carson, today it's our first episode. You know, we're just going to talk a little bit of a broad spectrum of Big 12 as a whole today. No, no focusing on TCU or any other specific teams. All right. Uh, let's, you know, give me your thoughts on the Big 12 as a whole this year. So as a whole, I I kind of view it very top heavy, um, especially with the newer teams that are coming into the conference. Not that they are not competitive, but they're just... I feel like there are a few steps behind some of the teams that we already have in the Big 12, namely TCU, OSU, Texas Tech, and Texas, kind of the four teams that are always competitive. And then you've got K-State and West Virginia that can kind of get hot at the right time and switch things up. But it's mainly those four teams every year. Yeah, I think that's been a general theme of the Big 12 and baseball play for a while now, at least five-plus years is, very top-heavy conference. Uh, there's not much depth between it. I mean, it's kind of also one of those things where you have a program in the conference that doesn't even participate in baseball with Iowa State. Uh, it just is one of the Title IX things that they have. They don't even have a team. But uh, let's let's jump straight into it. Who do you have winning the conference, Carson? Winning the conference, it's going to seem biased, but it's TCU. I think – I feel like this team – Sure, you've got Braden Taylor, Elijah Nunez, Cole Fontenelle leaving, but I feel like they reloaded really well with Peyton Toll and then some of the other pitchers that they got in the transfer portal. I just I feel like this team didn't lose as much as they thought they would. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think because technically some people like to divide it up as there's a regular season Big 12 winner and a, whoever wins the tournament at the end. Same thing with they right. do with basketball and yeah, I think I've, I'm here. We go being biased, but yeah, I have TCU winning the regular season and the tournament. Uh, TCU just knows how to manage their players well, especially when it comes to tournament time, and knows how to elongate their starts and who they need pitching from at the time. And they have one of the deepest bullpens and rotations in the conference. Uh, probably not the most stellar rotation, but definitely the deepest. And I think that'll help them come, you know early April where arms are already starting to wear off a little bit. Um, okay. What about top three teams, top three teams? Who who else do you think is, has a shot at competing right there with TC for winning the conference? For the top three teams for, well, the other two, I've got Texas and Oklahoma state. I think Texas tech obviously is a close step behind them, but Texas is competitive every year. They always have three or four superstar players that can go and win you a game. Same, it's the same concept with JJ Weatherholt, where he'll go and win you an entire weekend with how good yeah. that he is. I mean, batting over 450, like you don't just do that. Like, that's not just a hot weekend, you know? Like, yeah. Texas and Oklahoma State always have dudes that can go and be game changers every single night. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I pretty much agree with Texas at two and my third is kind of going to be a hot take and it's going to be my first of many this season is I have Kansas state finishing third in the conference. Uh, They have a very, very stellar rotation uh, and probably 
the best pitcher, best closing pitcher in the entire country. And you have you have two of their players. You have uh their starting pitcher, Tyson Neighbors. He and uh, Caitlin Culpepper, who both played for Team USA. Uh yep. Caitlin Culpepper is going to move over to shortstop from the hot corner at third. And Tyson Neighbors, who is, like I said, probably the best closer in all of the country. Oh, yes. And what he brings to the table, especially with the spin rate on his curveball, is disgusting. Um, there's going to have times where I think they'll struggle with facing the top teams like Texas, TCU, and you have Tech thrown in as well. But I think with how the rotation is set up and the star power they have, they have they have the ability to place third. And uh, I, I they have a lot of reloading they need to do in power positions. Uh, losing 43 of their 77 total team home runs between this year, but I think they have the ability to reload. Uh, that's also going into our next point, the Dark Horse team. Clearly, mine's Kansas State. I think they have the ability to win the conference if things click for them all together as a team. What about you? Any thoughts on your Dark Horse team? So I looked at Kansas State, and normally when I'm looking at, like, when I look at Kansas State, that is usually my dark horse team, specifically because they play every single opponent. It doesn't matter which which sport, by the way. Almost every single opponent, they play extremely close. But just like at last season, TCU needed a robbed home run just to walk away with a weekend win on the last inning. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter if you're number one in the nation. It doesn't matter if you're 10 and 40 halfway through the season. Like, they're just – they they do know how to get on streaks and they know how to get hot. But this year I have West Virginia. I think West Virginia kind of full stopping at the big 12 championship last year. I think that pissed them off. And I think JJ Weatherholt's going to be on a mission. So I've got, I've got them potentially winning the entire big 12 as well as the big 12 tournament. Potentially. I still have TCU favorite in the big 12 tournament is for sure just because you look at kind of the veteran presence that is now on that team, even after losing Braden Taylor, Elijah Nunez, um, there's still a lot of dudes on, on the TCU roster that have already tasted that playoff mentality and know how to kind of get in that mindset. Yeah, I think, uh, like, you, you're obviously very high on J.J. Weatherholt, who's a consensus top three pick right now. And yes. a good spring season could solidify him as a top one because it's a pretty wide-open draft this year. Uh, I, I do like the pick with West Virginia. Their, their rotation and bullpen does cause me a little bit of concern, but it's the great thing about baseball. Anyone can win at any given day. It doesn't matter what your record is and how good you are. Um, this year, Big 12 has four new additions to the conference. BYU, UCF, Houston, Houston. yeah, uh, and then the fourth is Cincinnati. Yeah, thank you. Sorry. Uh, what are your thoughts on how they'll fare in a new conference? I mean, they're coming from the American is still the American has sneaky good baseball teams, but nothing like the Big Twelve has. Yeah, I kind of view like Houston and. Um, and Cincinnati teams that could have like pretty good weekends, like week weekend and week out. I don't see any of them competing for a Big Twelve title, and I know that may upset some people, but that's just kind of how the Big Twelve baseball works. Like it's like if SEC is up here, 
Big 12 baseball is usually about right here. Like they're yeah. they're pretty close all around. So I I don't see them. I see I think two of the teams will go right near winning around the 500% win mark on the season. Yeah. The other two I I think will struggle greatly in this division. Yeah, I'll tell you the only team that really gives me concern that can push for a let's say even middle of the pack, top of the pack, it's UCF. Uh, just because Florida being such a recruiting hotbed, and they're going to have some athletes on that team that are going to be capable of going out and getting a few wins here and there and knocking you off a weekend. Right. I I, I think overall it's you're kind of seeing it in every sport, uh, except basketball where most of those teams have already solidified themselves. Is mm. it's, a, it's a big jump going from, you know, the AAC to the Big 12, and that's going to be included in baseball. Like, Athletes are athletes in baseball, but there's still a talent gap that I think might be on display. Um, I am looking forward to watching TCU play over there. Uh, BYU has a, such a beautiful baseball field and stadium, and I am I, excited for that. Like one. that's a that's a bucket list stadium. Yeah, um, like that is. Oh they they bring they bring great uniforms and fills to the table, but I don't know that the teams will be able to compete. Uh, let's talk about a little bit more specifics. What about preseason awards? So the Big 12 already came out with their predictions on the, you know, who they were voted as preseason awards. Yep. The preseason player of the year was J.J. Weatherholt from West Virginia. Uh, that was a unanimous decision. Preseason yep. pitcher of the year was LeBaron Johnson Jr. from Texas. Preseason newcomer of the year was Peyton Tolley from TCU, uh, the transfer in. And the preseason freshman of the year was Will Gasparino for Texas. Any quarrels with any of those, or are you okay with all of those picks? I don't have any quarrels with really any of it. Like, usually there's, like, one one award or one player where I'm like, eh, I don't know. But I I feel like for this year, they pretty much got it right. I mean, LeBaron Johnson is just a dog. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter when you see him pitching. If you're the other team – like it's already in your mind. Okay, this one's gonna be a grinder. We can't, we can't just like put up a five spot in one inning. Like this yeah. is gonna be like a one to two run ball game at the most. Like, yeah, I think I think preseason pitcher of the year I think might be the only one that I'm not a hundred percent hundred percent sold on Baron Johnson. If really? Tyson Neighbors for Kansas State can have a great season with no blown saves. Uh, I mean, he was striking out players at, I believe it was a 40% rate last season, 47% K rate last season. Yeah. Uh, If he can, if by some odds and miracle, he gets that over 50%, and you're looking at a man who who had a 1.185 ERA last season, Mm. it's and Kansas State's, you know, firing on all cylinders and placing top third, I I think it'd be hard to argue he's not the pitcher of the year. But, I, I mean, with that said, you know, you're looking at, a, a conference that has very, very stellar pitching this season. I mean, yeah. LeBaron Johnson, like you said, he's arguably the best starter in the conference. Uh, you can argue a few other pitches here and there, like maybe Cole Klecker takes a step up, but LeBaron Johnson's already solidified himself as the number one pitcher, starting pitcher on the conference. Yeah. Uh, freshman of the year, Will Gasparino. I got no issues with that. Uh, I do think that, Chase Brunson, the TCU center fielder, could make a push for it. Playing center field at a high level isn't easy, especially as a true freshman. I think that gives him an edge up just because of position base. But other than that, I have no 
real issues with it. Uh, Coach of the year, you have a choice for coach of the year? I really don't. And yeah. that's that's mostly because I don't I don't know what this conference is gonna look like this year. Um I I really I really don't know. <laughs> yeah, the only I mean, usually the coach of the year goes to whoever whichever team pretty much wins the conference. Um yeah. the only the only thing I could see maybe if something passes by is if a team like Houston or UCF or Cincinnati kind of shines a little bit and finishes like third or fourth in the conference. Uh might you know, help an award go that way, one way or another. So, actually, potentially, you could actually see the Kansas head coach win it because I saw something on Twitter slash X, whatever you want to call it, earlier this morning that said that two years ago, Kansas did not have anybody on their team that got votes for Big 12 preseason players of the year, you know? Yes. This week, this year, they had two that won preseason honors, and they had six players that got voted on it. That actually got votes, you know. Yeah. So that could be that could be a team to watch. Like I know the last two years they haven't put together really an entire season, but that could definitely be a team to keep an eye on. Yeah, the one of their players, Jansen Reader. I mean, he hit over fifteen home runs last year, and yeah. he was a three, four, five player the slash line, like. Kansas has built a respectable program considering what they were, and I think that's a fair point to bring up. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, keep this one short and sweet. Uh, any other final thoughts on the conference as a whole that you want to dive into? Uh, not really. Like we have already said, I mean, it's it's going to be top-heavy. TCU, Texas, Texas Tech, OSU. Uh, you project, are, you, you are, have all six of them going to the regionals? Or I guess five. All five of them going to the regionals? Yeah, at least making the build a 64. I think so. I think okay. so. I think all five make it. Yeah, okay. That's pretty much where I like to. I don't think we have any surprises making the build a 64. Yeah. Um, I think this the conference will be a fight to see who can finish first, not to see where the placements are total in the end. Uh, I think your top five will be kind of solidified throughout the season. Right. And you're just fighting for that first place spot. I will say if, you know, a team like West Virginia, if like they have a sluggish season, there's still a threat to be an automatic qualifier by winning the big 12 tournament. So I think it's yeah. something to look out for as the season goes on, but without anything else to add, that'll be, that'll wrap it up for this week's episode. Uh, we'll be back next. We're recording next Wednesday. So next Thursday we'll be out and we'll do a deep dive into TCU and, uh, how they're going to look, you know, pitching wise and, you know, on the offensive side. So thank you for joining us. This is the Pillar Frog Bullpen, first episode. Carson, pleasure as always. See you next week. See you there.